Where are all my lady listeners at? Because I am talking to you. Is your time of month an easy breezy situation? Or are you like me and for about a week before your period starts, all you want to do is stay in bed and also eat anything and everything. Or maybe you're experiencing the joys of menopause or that sneaky bee perimenopause. Well then ladies, you've got to try Hormone Harmony. Hormone Harmony is made by the Happy Mammoth Company, which I've been a big fan of for a while now. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called aptogens. Now, here's the beauty about aptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. So Hormone Harmony isn't just for menopause. Any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take it, but it's perfect for those horrible menopausal symptoms that put a woman's life on hold like hot flashes, night sweats, racing thoughts, low moods, poor sleep, feeling tired all the time, occasional bloating and gas, no desire to be in bed with someone. You know what I mean? Yes. Hormone harmony can help with all those things. And the biggest benefit is feeling like yourself again. That's what women mention over and over in their reviews. And there are over 17,000 reviews of Hormone Harmony. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use code CLINK at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use code CLINK for 15% off today. CLINK CLINK ladies. Listeners, did you know that an estimated 5 billion plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles are thrown away each year? And if that's not bad enough, most cleaning formulas are 90% water, which is heavy to ship, leading to excessive carbon emissions. Plus, those products are often filled with nasty ingredients like chlorine and ammonia. That's a lose-lose situation for you and the planet. Nobody's trying to have that. Enter Blue Land. Blue Land is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and the planet with the same powerful clean you're used to. The idea is simple. They offer refillable cleaning products with a beautiful cohesive design that looks great on your counter. Fill your reusable bottles with water, drop in the tablets, and wait for them to dissolve. Genius! You'll never have to grab bulky cleaning supplies on your grocery run again. Refills start at just $2.25. Blue Land is trusted in over 1 million homes, including mine, y'all. When I received my first shipment of Blue Land, I was blown away by how this simple concept just makes so much sense. It's so easy. You just drop the tablet into the stylish functional bottles and get your clean on. I love the subscription option because I am not trying to get one more bulky item in my cart. Blue Land products really get the job done and leave my home smelling so fresh and clean. Blue Land has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash clink. You won't want to miss this, guys. Blueland.com slash clink for 15% off. Hi, and welcome to Housewives of True Crime. Welcome. Welcome. I am Tabitha. Give me Dateline, white wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like white wine, true crime, and in bed by nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are housewives of true crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Welcome. Welcome. Housewives of True Crime. That's right. Summertime. Uh, what is it? June 11th? What? Hot. Hot. in the city. <laughs> oh, no. No, I think it's just hot. Hot, hot, hot. Oh, my goodness gracious. Oh, me. Does 105 sound hot to you? Yeah. You yeah. jinxed it. It has been the summer of my dreams every day, warm and clear skies. And then you said something to me like, I looked at the weather. It looks kind of lame. Yes, and, it uh, does. Right. It is. It, it is. is. Oh, shit balls! <laughs> what a joke. I'm going there and I'm going to have to bring a damn sweatshirt, aren't I? You are. Especially if you're heading up a little north of here. Well, listen, I It'll see, definitely be crappy there. I see the low is 62. I don't even think I've seen that since 
gosh, April maybe. Well, I'm thankfully heading to Palm Springs this weekend. Oh, that's really hot, I bet. So I'll escape the bad weather. Oh, but... 112 on Sunday in Palm Springs. <laughs> Perfect. I'll be in the pool. Um, but I will not have anything to cover up my body to get in and out of it. Because I don't know if you recall, but before you left for your European extravaganza, mm-hmm. we talked on the phone and I was ordering clothes from Shane. Yes, Shane, yes, Shane. Whatever. Well, I got to packing for Palm Springs and I thought, oh, where's those cover ups I ordered from this website that I think is like magic because everything is like seven dollars. Yeah. And, where it are act- they? and it actually are they st- comes. Are they stuck in China? Well, I'm like looking through my mailbox like, oh, I got to find that tracking number. <gasps> what the heck? You never Maybe submitted somebody the order. took it from my porch while I was in Hawaii. You know, my mind is going through the ringer. And then I went on the website and there was my shopping cart. Still yep, I've done it. Full. Shoots. I hate that. Shoots. Okay, so good. Uh, what I have done in the past for that is I've gone on Amazon and looked. You can put like same day delivery. Yeah. Although I live kind of by a Amazon distributor's big warehouse thing. So I think I get some stuff much faster. Yeah. But I know there is next day or same day you can put on there and see if some cute cover-ups, which, mind you, I've got really cute ones from Amazon. Oh, I know. Yeah. I think I'm okay. I have this huge thing of bathing suits and stuff in it. So I went through it. I was a little resourceful. You know, what I discovered recently is that... Due to my various sizing, because I'm always gaining or losing, you know, mm-hmm. so I never really throw things out. My husband was like, I, you really have too many bathing suits. I, I never throw them away. I mean, I feel like I, I was looking through, I found bathing suits from when I was 18. Yeah, I do the same thing. And this year I finally ditched them. Well, I think I need to. Yeah. You need to. It's yeah. it's like the elastic's probably not even working anymore. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Ditch it. It's fine. Okay. You probably also got it at Target. I actually gave some of them to my kid. Oh, yeah. That's My good. daughter is like so tall. I was like, you can wear this. Here you go. I made a dress in high school, did I tell you? And, um, and you know, home economics or whatever that class was. Yeah. And Kyla wore it on our trip. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's so cute. <laughs> you have anything else for me about your week? What you've been doing? I'm I'm getting on an airplane tomorrow to come see you. I know. So we are, it is my husband's birthday on the weekend. Really just want an excuse to have some adult time. So I guilted all of our friends into hanging out in the name of his birthday. Yes. In a sweatshirt. Yeah, in a beach. sweatshirt. Yeah, Thank we're going you. to outdoor patio restaurants too. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the plan. He knows that we're having dinner with you because you were supposed to be in town all week, but he doesn't know our other friends are coming. Coming too, back. Are coming back. We just saw them. And you know, something funny happened when they were here. So our friend, we talk about her all the time, Ailish is the nurse. So yeah, basically, she's, she's, my, she's my number one medical resource. Right. right. Okay. Ailish or Google, that's my go-tos. So Ailish is out here and I wanted her to try some of this lotion I bought at the Trader Joe's. And so she put some on like the side of her leg, like her thigh. She lift up, lifted up her shorts just a tiny bit and put some on. Is she and, one of those that tests it before she actually will like rub no, it all over No, she was herself? just like, no, she just was like, oh, I'm a little sunburned right here. I mean, I'll try it out right here. Okay? okay. So my son is in the room and he goes, you know, there's kids here, right? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, don't worry. I'm not going to show you my booty. <laughs> yeah. And we're just like cracking up. Okay. So then the next day he's got like a rash. Below his waistline from his bathing suit, right? Okay. So it rubs right there. So I'm like, hey, buddy, come here. We're going to show, I want to show Ailish your your rash. 
And he just goes, uh, nope. (laughs) (laughs) There's no way he's going to do that. You're like, no, I promise she's a nurse. Uh, Yeah, she doesn't look like one. Trust me. We told him. But he's he's not having it. So I don't know. I'm trying to think of some like pervy Ailish nickname to like give her. Oh my gosh. I don't know if that is. I think think it's Nurse Ailish. It's good. Nurse Ailish. (laughs) Naughty Nurse Ailish. Naughty Nurse Ailish. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's start now. Yes. Gretchy and friends. Today's case comes out of none other than Texas. And if you guys were listening to our Patreon, On Thursday, you would know that because I gave you a little glimpse that we were going to Royce City. Also, if you didn't listen to Patreon, you got to listen. You should go back and listen to patreon.com forward slash housewives of true crime and listen to the true crime that I'm in myself. But today we're going to Royce City and I am sure you've never heard of it. Nope. Because I've never heard of it. But that's not really saying much, even though I live near it. Um, It's northeast of Dallas. It has grown a lot in the last 20 years, like probably all cities in the Texas area. Mm -hmm. But it's still a small town. In 2000, they had just over 2,000 residents. By 2010, they had almost 10,000 residents. And in 2020, they had 13,000 residents. So probably in 2022, which we are now, I bet you it's a lot more, but that's still small. Even if you're at 20,000, I still feel like that's a pretty small town. Totally. They do have a Bucky's, and Mm -hmm. they have a super Walmart center and they also have a Sonic Gretchy. So I'm pretty sure... You would be set living there or anybody in America would be happy to live there. I need a Trader Joe's. Yeah, that's the only thing. They don't. I mean, there is a Trader Joe's in Dallas. So, you know. All right. When I looked at the real estate, it's pretty dreamy as well. You can get a new home that's super nice, like real nice. Like, you remember when our friend uh, Sarah Bench, uh, she was posting pictures of her new house? Yeah. Like that. Yeah. For mid 300s in this Royce city. So, I mean, and there's still land. Yeah. Dreamy. So the land actually is what drew Norma and Dennis Woodruff to Royce city. They had just recently relocated there from Heath, Texas. Now I did a little Googling on Heath also because I didn't know about it, but it's a very popular place. The real estate is super pricey like hard to find a house under a million dollars in Heath. So Norma and Dennis, they had two kids and they were already away at college. So Norma said, you know what? I'm going to take me, myself, my husband and all my animals. And we're going to move 23, 25 minutes down the road to Roy City so we can have some land. So they downsized in terms of house, but gained in in land size, which I see, I think is like your jam. You always say that. Oh, right? yeah. You're Small like, house, more land. That's yeah. all I need. Outdoor yeah. space. Yeah. So they purchased a double wide trailer that sat on a big piece of property. It was definitely different from where they came from since Heath is more suburban, really nice neighborhood, sits on, you know, a lake. But You know, they say there's like McMansions and stuff in Heath. Okay. They had not sold their Heath house yet, and they were making the transition real slow, which I think if I move again, I want to do that. I want to just go back and forth and be like, okay, I'm going to organize this room today, back and forth for that room. This like bringing in a million boxes in one day and trying to organize shit is... It's balls. I, I, it's balls. I never get through it. I still have boxes everywhere. It's it's just, and it's what, almost <laughs> two years later. It just never gets done. So I just think they were doing it the right way. And let me tell you one thing. I've seen some double wides. You wouldn't even know it was a mobile. I know. 
I know. They I see have... them for sale all the time. It only worries me out there in Texas because the tornadoes. Yes. Yes, me too. Yeah. I, I know. I'm sure they have some sort of shelter footing, footing. I don't know. Gosh, that's true. I don't know. I would be really worried too. I actually lived in a double wide um when we had that 1994 earthquake. Mm-hmm. Remember that? And I mean, let me tell you, those things go rocking because they're on stilts, you oh, know? Yeah. Yeah. And so you can move them. All those stilts fell down from lots of the houses. I mean, our houses never, you know, our house stayed intact, but dude, it was, it's scary. Yeah. It's scary. So like I said, these two, they had two kids, Brandon and Char- Charla is her name, which I thought was an interesting name. Mm-hmm. Um, the family was really into animals. Brandon, all throughout school, was in the 4-H club and the FFA. And um, for most of Brandon's high school days, he was in this group of kids that called themselves the shit kickers. I'm thinking they were the real Texas cowboy type. I actually know that. I see these types around here, which we don't have in California, right? But they're the guys that wear the Wranglers, the cowboy boots, the cowboy hats. They get themselves dirty. It's it's pretty cute, I think. Yeah. So during Brandon's senior year, he started to change. His friends would say he started wearing, and I want to put this in air quotes, designer clothes and dressing fancier, which didn't really sit right with the boys he was originally friends with. They would claim he never wore his cowboy hat anymore. And he also started going to clubs because he turned 18 the September of his senior year. So he was 18 basically all of his senior year. And Brandon liked to dance. He loved to go to those clubs that were 18 and over. Or, you know, we did that. Remember that yeah. one? Yeah. In uh, L.A. Santa Barbara. No, in Santa Barbara. In Santa yeah, Barbara. there was. Yeah. yeah. I forget the name. He also really enjoyed going to this gay club that was 18 and over. And then he he found out about this other club that was a strip club and a male strip club that had amateur night. Well, Brandon thought, shit, let me try it out. So he did. And dude, he won the contest, right? Like, he's a good-looking guy. Yeah. He liked the attention. And, yeah, so he started hanging out more and more on the amateur nights at the the strip club. Listen, I've been to a strip club a time or two. And, you know, fun fact I was not aware of, amateur night is where it's at. That's the truth. Really? Yeah. Because people bring their A game. And it's not always, I mean, I found it's not really amateurs. It's like they go there to win. So that's when you see them in the hot outfits, pulling out all the tricks, doing all those crazy upside down things they do. You know, otherwise you yeah. walk in there, they're not really hanging upside down from the pole and shit. They <laughs> save that for when there's a cash prize. Yeah, that's true. Okay, I get it. I I think you're right about that. So anyways, he probably did that. I'm sure he won a time or two. Um, But this kind of behavior that he was exhibiting, although he kept a lot of it uh, to himself, whatever the shit kickers knew about it, they didn't like it. It was not their jam. It was not the cowboy type to be wearing Armani clothes and taking your shirt off for the ladies if you know what I mean which is so stupid because we all know that western wear don't always come cheap okay dude it actually is more it's probably more money than what he was starting to wear yeah yeah he was one of those guys that always liked attention from like a young kid so oh he also was like the cheerleader not a cheerleader but he was like the cheer captain section captain of the football team I actually was that also I was called the spirit director that's what it was called oh I can see that yeah so you can see how he would also just like to 
get up and shake his, you know, uh, what did he have? He had those nipple rings. Shake his nipple rings. He likes to dance. He appreciates choreography. He's enthusiastic. We could hang out. Yeah. Okay. So anyways, he got so good at amateur night, he actually got a job and got on their payroll. Okay. Now, this was 2004-ish and not 2022, but it wasn't 1950s, but it is also a small town in Texas. So Brandon really started pulling away from these shit kickers. And I think he pulled away because he was exploring different sides of himself. I don't like that name, shit kickers. They sound like bullies. Yeah, they do sound like bullies, but I don't think it was because of that. I think it's because they really kicked shit around like bull, bull, like cow shit. Okay. Yes, because they were in the 4-H and they were buying and selling animals and going to horse shows and stuff like this. Like, I don't think it was that they were kicking each other's asses or being assholes around town, even though that's what it sounds like. Okay. Okay, Brandon also did have a girlfriend, and he was very close to her and very close to the girlfriend's mom. Now, let's move on to Charla, the other sibling in the Woodruff family. She uh, was just 13 months older than Brandon, but opposite of him. She was not the down and dirty type, more girly girl, although I think she might have been in 4-H or FFA at some point, but not not as into animals as Brandon and Brandon's mom, Norma, were. And she's often referred to as a drama queen. She had some mental challenges growing up, which I think a lot of us do. You know, we're maturing, having hormones, all this stuff. She may be more so than others. It was reported that she was bipolar, that her aunt stated, but I don't have her medical records, so I can't tell you if that is truth or not. Charla also did attempt suicide at 14 years old. Yikes. Which is really unfortunate and sad. And it's very fortunate that the gun did not go off when she did. Um, it is also stated, and she stated herself, that once the once she did do that, the one gun that her family had in the house, they got rid of. Good. They weren't the typical Texas family. Like they didn't have guns in the house or they weren't really into guns. And actually, Brandon hated guns. He had once got a skeet gun because his girlfriend was really into skeet shooting. And he was like, you know what? This is this makes me uncomfortable. And he gave it back to his girlfriend's dad. And once Charla was out of the house, the dad did get another gun um, and kept it away. But, you know, it wasn't their thing. Okay. She also was thought of as a very sweet girl. And the way that she talks in her voice, you would think she couldn't harm a fly. Okay. Like she talks like I was just going to my dorm room. And then a fly landed on me, and so I took it outside, and I let it escape. Oh, you know what? When you do that voice, it sounds like to me. <laughs> what? Um, you know, from the Dirty John, the oh, daughter, yes, Tara. Tara. Okay. Yeah. So she actually does sound like her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who Tara That's is funny. a total badass. She's oh, the one who gosh. actually like stabbed John. But when she's telling her story on the documentaries and stuff, you are like, wow. Yeah, you're like, who how, knew you shit. had that in there? I know. Yeah. I yeah. know. Same. Don't judge a book by its cover. For sure. I know. I know. She is a badass. Okay. So Brandon and Charla, although they were very close in age, they weren't very close personally. Um, I think they I think they talked about family stuff when they had to, but other and than that, they were not BFFs. Charla, I think, was a little bit jealous of her brother. Brandon seemed to get his way a little bit more um, with Norma, and she saw that. 
I also think Brandon got his way with Norma because he did a lot for the family. Like he took care of all those animals and he was always around. And Brandon and Norma had more similar interests than maybe Norma and Charla did. Brandon had, you know, Brandon even worked at the feed store, for goodness sakes. I mean, like if you're not more into animals than working at a store, like a feed store. I love a feed store. (laughs) You would. (laughs) (laughs) Both siblings, they went to college. Brandon went to a super Christian university in Abilene. I think it's called Abilene Christian University in Abilene, Texas. And Charla went to a more traditional university in Arkansas. When I think about where Brandon went to college, it doesn't really suit his lifestyle. It's a dry campus. They're real strict on their rules and their curfew. And we all know that Brandon likes to go out and party. And so I'm like, dude, is this the only college that would like accept you or what? Yeah, well, sometimes people are that aren't maybe comfortable with who they are or haven't accepted that about themselves, and I'm just speculating it, will take steps to go an extra mile to and make it appear that they are not, you know. Yes, so that definitely could have been. It could have been. Um, he kept missing his curfew. I'm telling you, they were really strict on this curfew situation. And he wasn't really doing great in school. He was pretty much going to fail out of his freshman year. Which, dude, how many freshmen? I mean, I mean, raise your hand right now if you were on the brink of failing out your freshman year of college. I bet you 90% of you have your hand up because I, too, was that person. Like, I wanted to party much more than I wanted to go to class. Oh, my God. Isn't it so funny? It took me until I was 30 because I was so shitty at, you know, college. (laughs) And I would, like, go and then not go and go. And then I finally did it all into, like, I made up for lost time. And you know what was funny is it's not that hard. No, really? Like, I'm sorry. We tell people it's so hard. College is not actually that hard. It's hard when you're 18. (laughs) It's hard when you're 18. Like, first of all, you don't know what you want to do. If I had no job or I just had to show up and like wait tables three days a week and my job was to like no kids, just go to classes. Oh, my gosh. Write papers. That sounds amazing. (laughs) Now, but it was very hard then. (sighs) Overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So he didn't, you know, like most 18-year-olds, we don't manage the whole going to school, doing your homework, going out, getting back to, you know, your 10 o'clock curfew. Doesn't happen, especially being Brandon, who likes to go to Dallas on the weekends, party at these new clubs, made some new friends, yeah, make some money at the strip club. You know, Sunday nights might be a good night. And so he wasn't getting back by 10 o'clock. Charla didn't come to Dallas very often. She stuck around Arkansas. Um, She was a criminal justice major. Shoot. And she seemed to be doing just fine over there. The Woodruffs provided a lot for their children. And Charla even admitted that she would play her parents to get what she wanted. She does claim that Brandon got more from them, but from the looks of it, like I said, Brandon just spent a lot more time with them. Charla also, she wouldn't even come home for holidays. She would stay in Arkansas um, and spend time with other family members where Brandon would always be home with his parents. Anyways, let's get to the day you all know I'm going to talk about. The day something happened to the Woodruff family that would change their lives forever. October 16th, 2005. I will start with Charla. She had driven from school to Texarkana, to her grandmother's house. Remember we just talked about Texarkana? Yes, we did. Texarkana sits on the border of Texas and Arkansas, hence the name. And let me give you a little fun fact. Because Texas has no income tax and Arkansas does, Arkansas decided that they would give everybody in Texarkana the no income tax rule. 
because they didn't want everybody to move to the Texas side of the city. Shoot. <laughs> Isn't that funny? I love so, it. You have heard me talk about my language learning skills with Rosetta Stone, and I'm telling you, I'm getting really good at it. I learned a little bit of Japanese before we went to Japan last year, and I really love the French language, so I'm learning French at the moment. Bonjour, bonsoir. I'm even getting a little bit of the accent down. Not very good, but I'm I'm getting there. And with Rosetta Stone, it makes it so easy. I download it on my phone. I learn it in the car. It is awesome. You can do it on your desktop, wherever you find it convenient. They are there for you. And they have 25 languages, you guys, that you can use. And right now they are giving a lifetime membership for 50% off. So you can learn as many languages as you want for your entire life, which is amazing. And the best part is, It starts off, you know, with just words and then phrases and then sentences, and then you should be able to have a conversation with somebody that also knows the language, which is, you know, my entire goal. So don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now. Seriously, get started before your summer vacay. Our listeners get 50% off the lifetime membership. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem it today at rosettastone.com forward slash today. This episode is sponsored by Astapro. Thanks Astapro for providing Tab and I with samples. Shout out to all my allergy suffering friends out there. You know how they say it's that time of year for allergies? Well, for me, it sort of feels like it's always that time of year. I thought I had tried everything until I recently discovered Astapro. Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. It's faster, bro. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Clink, clink. You could still live in Arkansas and not pay income tax if you live in Texarkana. Okay, now for sibling number two, Brandon. He was up from Abilene helping his parents with the move, feeding the animals back at the Heath property, and he also was visiting his girlfriend that weekend. He went to visit some other friends and went to the clubs. Brandon was at the Roy City house with his parents the evening of the 16th. They had some pizza before he took off to finish up what needed to be done at the Heath house, which was like, get the horses ready, feed the cat, feed the dog, whatever, you know, whatever he had to do. Then he headed out to meet a friend and go clubbing. And then after clubbing, he was going to drive the 2.5 hours back to Abilene for school the next day. Now, do you think that's crazy, driving that long to go to school that next day? Well, no. No, I don't either because I I did it also. We went to San Francisco one time and left at 2 in the morning so I could get to school at like, I don't know, 10, something crazy. Yeah. I used to do crazy drives all the time like that. Yeah. So Charla's grandma called over to Norma and Dennis's house around nine o'clock and Charla was there. So Charla says, hey, you know, tell him I'm leaving to go back home. I'll be home in an hour. I'll call him when they when I get home. Well, once Charla gets back to her dorm room or her apartment or whatever she was living in back at her college, She calls around 11 p.m. and gets no answer, which she says is really not normal because they've got that call forwarding system that we all used to have back in like the early 2000s where it would call your house phone, then it would call your cell phone, and then it would call the other parent's cell phone. Remember that? I vaguely remember this. (laughs) When I was researching this case, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember we used to have that. 
Isn't it weird? We don't even yeah. like that is not a thing anymore. No, because everybody just has a cell phone that they're, you're reachable. I know. I think at that point we still were calling the house phone. Like the cell phone was the second number that you would call. It wouldn't ever be the first. You would number. call. It was almost rude to call a cell phone first. Yes, it was because you're charged. You're charged for like the minutes. Yeah. So now we be calling, texting, day or night. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So by the next day, when Charlotte and her fam- family members couldn't get hold of the Woodruffs, uh, they started to become alarmed. Not so alarmed that Charla doesn't go out and party that night, which she does. And she decides, you know what? I'm going to call them again at 2 a.m., which is an odd time to be calling your parents. But she says that since, you know, if a kid calls at 2 a.m., they're going to answer no matter what because you would think something's wrong. However, the calls didn't go all the way through. They rang for like it rang on her end for a couple seconds, but never actually registered on the Woodruff's caller ID, which is weird. Yeah, that's weird. And it's listen. Yeah, she might have been worried about them. But I mean, if I've been out until 2 a.m., the I mean, the last people I would want to talk to. My parents. Yeah. I lived with my grandma for a while in my 20s and she was like an insomniac. And sometimes I would get home from the bar and she would be awake. Oh, my God. It was the worst. It was like she wanted a conversation, a rundown. It was like, oh, no, no, no. This is is too. We are on two different ends of the spectrum. Gretchy cannot handle this convo right now. Yeah. So then we're talking now the 18th. The family is like, okay, Brandon can't get a hold of them. The aunts can't get a hold of them. Charla can't get a hold of them. Something is amiss. So they call their friend. Oh, they also know by now that Norma didn't show up for work. So, you know, something's going on. Okay. Yeah, it's getting real. So they call their friend and they say, go over to the house We already had the police go over there. It looks like nothing's awry, but they didn't go in. You know, nothing from the outside looks wrong, but something's got to be going on in the inside. So they have their friend force his way into the house. And what he discovered was pretty gruesome. Norma and Dennis had been murdered. They were both slumped over on the couch. The TV was on. And both of them had been shot and stabbed repeatedly in what I would call, especially for Dennis, is a bit of an overkill. Mm. Dennis still had his spit cup in his hand and Norma looked like she was kind of shielding herself behind her husband, but she had defensive wounds. So it looked like they immediately killed Dennis and then maybe she had a couple seconds to fight um before she succumbed to her injuries that is so weird that you would shoot and stab someone okay that is weird Gretchen that is very weird and we'll talk about that in a minute okay the friend immediately called the police now this is a weird thing uh the police arrived and the lead ranger okay so in Texas they still have Texas rangers of course And he says, okay, to his another ranger that showed up, he says, we're going to videotape, and I can only just imagine his accent, we're going to videotape this place as is. So don't turn on any lights. Okay, Okay. now it's late at night. So this guy gets his video camera out to start videotaping the crime scene in the dark, which is like so asinine to me yeah yeah like first of all if you watch the tape you can't see shit yeah okay and you could be stepping on all kinds of stuff and by the way they did not wear shoe coverings okay so you're tracking all kinds of stuff all through the crime scene and you're not getting anything from it right and by the time they did turn on the lights the battery for the the video recording ran out so they couldn't record the crime scene in the light. Go figure. 
Uh-oh. Okay. So I think we all know by now, and listen, I love police. I love investigators. I love Texas Rangers. I I really like that field, okay? But I do think that there is a lack of training, a lack of knowledge, a lack of experience in small towns where it just doesn't happen a lot, right? So, oh, we see that all over the country. We, that is we, so true. Yeah. Yes, it's not just Texas. It's like anywhere, anywhere yeah. that you don't have, like you're not, you're not accustomed to doing this. Yeah, uh, homicide. You know. Yeah, it's yeah. My friend actually here is was a crime scene investigator before she had her kids, and she confirmed that. There's a ton of mistakes made because of this. She was like, so many times I would come in and be like, you did what? You like, you don't do anything. Yeah. Right. Except turn on the lights. Probably need to do that. Maybe turn on the lights. Yeah. Maybe DNA swab that light switch before you also turn on the light. Yeah. I don't know. Just saying. So once he's done videotaping they do turn on the lights and they see that norma like i said has defensive wounds and she's also clutching hairs in her hand one hand is like kind of tucked behind her head which has her own hair in it but the other hand has long blonde hair in it this crime scene is bloody there is and you can imagine i mean they've been shot and stabbed so there is blood splatter everywhere there's pool of pulls the blood around them. The blood has by this point kind of um, hardened up because it's been a couple days. There's also blood drops leading from the carpet all the way to the bathroom. In the bathroom, it looks like somebody's cleaned up. There's a towel hanging over the shower rod. And upon further investigation, once they like sprayed luminol, days later, they found that Not only was blood in the bathroom, but tons and tons of bleach. So somebody definitely cleaned themselves for what they needed to clean up and then decided that they really needed to clean up the bathroom, too. Okay. There were no bullet casings or weapons to be found. So the police immediately informed the family that the two were dead, but they did not tell them how they died. And actually, on the 2020 that aired recently about this case, one of the family members even stated that they thought it was carbon monoxide poisoning because they had just moved into that place, which would make sense. Yeah. 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 They wouldn't think that they were murdered, right? Like, why would you think the parents would would be murdered? Right. So they were like, yeah, they must have died that way. And, And mind you, Brandon's in Albaline, which is two and a half hours away, and the other ones are in Arkansas. So it's not like they have immediate family right there that would be able to like go over and figure out like how that how they actually died. So before anyone besides the police knew that the two had been murdered, they get a call from one of the shit kickers' moms that states that she has some information about the murders of the Woodruff family. So this particular woman and her son had been really close to Brandon and Norma for years, but recently had big falling outs. I'm not sure the extent of the two mothers who Brandon's mother and this shit kicker's mother was. Like, I don't know why they had a falling out. I just know they had a falling out. And the boys, they really didn't like each other. For instance, this boy would text Brandon shit like, you better watch it, Brandon. You think you're rich, Brandon. Why do you go around wearing your designer clothes? Remember my name, Brandon. You'll need it one day. People always be hating on people that look good. (laughs) I do think that Brandon tried to flaunt this appearance that he had more money than maybe he did. But he's also like a kid, you know, I mean, yes, at this point he's 19, but he's kind of talking about shit that he was doing in high, in high school. I think he kind of oh, did yeah. it in college, too. But, you know, those kids like, oh, I remember in high school, some I was wearing some Converse that were white. And this girl was like, you just got those because I had the same color. 
I mean, we people were like always doing stuff that is so stupid oh like that. And now when I see someone with like a handbag or something that like, Lord knows I could never afford, I'm like, oh my God, that is a beautiful bag. Yes, me too. Yeah. I know. Or I'm like, where do I get that? Where did you get that top? Because I want that. Tell me where you got it. I'm getting it tomorrow. Yeah. But it's never like, God, what a bitch. I know. With her cute shit. Yeah. But it's like that in high school, I think. Yeah, it is. Yeah. 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 So Brandon would actually respond to this kid and be like, I'm so over you. Move on. Why are you so obsessed with me? Get a life. Yeah. Yeah. So... Texting was easier than what I don't even know if we had texting when we were like 19. I don't think we did. If we uh, did, it was soon really... after and it was when you had to like hit the, the key three times to get the letter. I know this was 2005. So I still think you had to hit the key a th- couple times to get oh, the letter up. Forget it. Unless you had a Blackberry. Oh, yeah. Crackberry. Yeah, those are the ones with the, the <laughs> whole are, keypad. Those were for the fancy kids. That's yeah. who we'd be like, oh, look at them with their fancy crackberry. <laughs> yeah. So the police really wanted to know what this mother-son combo had to say about the murders since nobody knew they were murdered yet. So they bring them in and they start off by saying the Woodruffs are really amazing people. No one would ever want to hurt them except for their son, Brandon. Brandon really started changing in the last year or so. And, you know, he just wasn't wearing his cowboy hat anymore. And he was dressing in Armani. And he really was doing some weird stuff and acting like he was gay. Ah. Uh. The nerve. I mean, how dare he act like he is gay? Gay. I yeah. Mean, holy shit. Shoot. There was a lot of talk about how Brandon would lie about how much money he had. and He acted like he was so rich. And this is what they're telling the investigator, okay? I mean, if you listen to this stuff, it's bonkers. He would lie to his parents about how their junior and senior year, they would go to IHOP to hang out. And his parents didn't really want him going to IHOP, so he would lie to them. God forbid he would lie to his parents about somewhere he was. He wasn't supposed to be there. Oh, my gosh. The nerve. I never did that. I know. Me neither. Okay. Then this guy gets into some more serious stuff. He says that Brandon killed some cats. Oh, okay. That's bad. Yeah. So he says that he's got, he has these cats and, or somebody had some cats they needed to get rid of and they needed to get rid of some kittens. So Brandon hit the mom cat over the head with a shovel and then he threw some kittens off the overpass. Well, I just am going to make a side note because I don't want to mention it much anymore, but it's not true. Okay. Uh, The lady that actually got the kittens from Brandon said she actually got the kittens from Brandon. So I don't know why this guy made up some wonkadoo story, but it makes somebody sound real bad if they kill animals. Yeah. Just saying. He also goes on to say that his so-called friend, which is how he described himself to these investigators as Brandon's friend, he says he saw a post on MySpace that Brandon once posted that said, He fucking hated his parents and wanted to kill them. Well, that is a big thing to say, especially when your parents are just found dead. Right. So the ranger then calls in Charla and Brandon and the rest of the family to do some questioning. Charla's questioning was pretty typical. She did make some accusations about her parents, stating that her dad got angry and did some electric shock therapy for his anger management years ago. She also said that she was abused with a horse whip by Brandon and that her father was abusive at times too. So those are pretty bad things. This is also not after just one interview. This is, I'm kind of summarizing a lot of stuff because it's like, it's pretty long. Yeah. So this is, these are the things that she stated that were pretty bad in her few interviews. Her first interview actually was very, very benign. She started to become more 
except for she did she did say that her father was a little bit had some anger issues that's what she did say in the beginning but it kind of turned more against Brandon as she learned some facts about Brandon's sexuality I'll say Listeners, today's episode is sponsored by Acorns. Are you busy? Well, of course you are. And if you're like me, that means you put off investing because maybe it just doesn't seem urgent or it's intimidating. Enter Acorns. Acorns makes it easy to start automatically saving and investing for your future. You don't need a lot of money or expertise to invest with Acorns. In fact, you can get started with just spare change. Acorns recommends an expert bill portfolio that fits you and your money goals, then automatically invests your money for you. What I love about Acorns is that it gives you the tool to give your money a chance to grow. You don't have to start with a lot. Just start. Believe me, it feels great. Head to acorns.com slash clink or download the Acorns app to start saving and investing for your future today. Client testimonial may not be representative of all clients. Tier one compensation provided. Compensation provides an incentive to positively promote Acorns. View important disclosures at acorns.com slash clink. Investing involves risk, including the loss of the principal. Please consider your objectives, risk tolerance, and Acorns fees before investing. Acorns Advisors, LLC, Acorns is an SEC registered investment advisor. Brokerage services are provided to clients of Acorns by Acorns Securities, LLC, member FINRA slash SIPC. For more information, visit acorns.com. Listeners, remember when everyone was doing juice cleanses and was basically hangry all the time? Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to lose weight. Roe provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. The Roe Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Roe's partners handle all the insurance paperwork to help get medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to their provider on demand for any questions. You can sign up online from the comfort of your own home. This means no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to roe.co slash clink. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash clink. So she did say that she had a close relationship with her parents. She stated that Brandon was crying a lot when they asked her how Brandon was and how he was taking his parents' death. And she said he was really upset and he was crying. When asked if there was anyone else that they should be looking at, she said, I think you should look at that shit kicker, which was kind of weird. Oh, yeah. Then they interviewed Brandon. Brandon painted a real different picture of his parents. He said they were the best always, always willing to do whatever it took for him. He said if he needed help with the trailer at a horse show, they would be right there. When asked about who would do this to his parents, he said he couldn't think of anybody doing such an awful thing to anybody, much less his parents. So he said he couldn't, like, he couldn't really think of anybody that would do it. He did say there was some guy coming over to the house or supposed to come over that night to get some money from his dad about a fence or a barn. He couldn't remember. And... He didn't really know, but so that was the only other person that he knew was supposed to go to the house. He also mentioned uh, this shit kicker's name, and he said that he did have a grudge with him, but never would suspect him of murdering his parents. Interesting. He, he also said that there was another guy that rented property for them from them in Arkansas. They had some property up there. And he got evicted. And so he did say that guy was pretty pissed, but that's it. They never actually looked into that at all. And they did kind of look into the fence or barn guy. They did find that there was there was a guy that had already got paid a while ago. And they 
Like, I think he was the fence guy, but they never looked into the barn guy. I don't know. I think they already knew who they had their eye on at this point. So they weren't really going to look into anybody else. You know what I keep thinking? What? Who in my life, if shit goes sideways, God forbid, close to me, is going to tell the police I killed cats? Who's going to make up that story? I think maybe my next door neighbor. They're so weird. Here? Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, once you say you killed animals, like, that's pretty oh, bad. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. the funny thing is, is that um, Brand- the- Brandon had some animals that he cared for that were poisoned and they think it's the shit kicker guy that poisoned the animals. Like his family thinks that they've thought that for before, way before the murders of, of this, um, of this family. So I don't know, something weird's going on here. Okay. But a little kid grudge like this, and it's not little kids. They're, they're actually adult kids, but still like that to me, it's not, that kind of murder does not sound possible with these small grudges that they're having. But what do I know? Um, so they questioned Brandon also a little bit more on his timeline that night, much more than they did Charla, right? They were like, okay, we see you called at 11 o'clock. I don't even think they checked where Charla's phone records were calling from, you know? Well, Charlie's a girl. Right. So they question Brandon's timeline and they say, um, you know, and and obviously he's the last person that said he saw them alive. So they are going to question him a little bit more. Sure. Brandon said he ate the pizza. He thinks he left around 630 or 7, went to the Heath house. Um, He did call his mom at 730 or texted her. Yeah, I think he texted his mom at 730 stating that they had already put the horses in or something. So she had to wash them the next day. And that I think she, he was just like letting her know about that situation. He then went to see a friend at Denny's. Um, he said he was kind of just, he didn't know where this friend was. So they kind of were calling back and forth to see where the guy was. And then he kind of got lost because he didn't know where this Denny's was. And trust me, these freaking freeways in Dallas, they go every which direction. You get on the wrong one and you are like effed for a while. You people really could use some more signage. I know. I know. <laughs> it but, is very confusing. But it says like West. It says Northwest Dallas Tollway South. I'm yeah. like, what the Sam hell does that mean? Like, I'm so mm-hmm. confused. Yeah. So anyways, he says he picks up another friend. They go to a club and then they go back to Abilene around 1.30 or 2 a.m. The other family members, they just had similar stories about Norma and Dennis, how they were wonderful people. They were in love. They didn't have any enemies that they knew of and not really much to add. Then a neighbor from the Heath house overheard that these two were murdered. So he thought to himself, well, shit, I think I remember that kid coming to the house on Sunday. So he goes by the station to give a report. And when he gets there, he can't even remember Norma and Dennis's names, which is kind of weird because he was their neighbor for nine years. And I'm pretty sure he's probably read in the paper about their murder by this point. Okay. So he doesn't really remember Brandon's, he doesn't remember Brandon's name, Norma's name. They kind of have to remind him in the interview. He's like, oh yeah, I mean, what was the, what was their name? And it's like, dude, are you sure you remember what time he was there? He says he knows that he was there on Sunday between 1030 and 11 o'clock at night, which is much later than Brandon said he was there. But he was adamant. He says he also saw Brandon's truck pull up and then the woman's truck missing the next day. That's why he wanted to call. Norma had a truck at the Heath residence. It was like what 
you know, how she like hauled her animals and all this, hauled the trailer. Um, And people would say it was her baby. Charla would say that Norma would never let Brandon use the truck. However, we know that's not true because Brandon even got a speeding ticket in the truck before. So we know that Brandon drove the truck. Okay. And Brandon liked driving the truck more than his kind of beater truck. Okay. So the neighbor's account, it does throw a wrench in Brandon's timeline as, you know, the property was only about 25 minutes away. So that should put him there at 7 or 7.30, which does make sense because he texted his mom at 7.30 that the horses were already in, you know? So I think he was there at 7.30. He never said he went back there at 10.30. So there's just some discrepancy there. I don't, and I don't, I don't know what to say about it. So between what the neighbor guy said and the shit kicker friend, the ranger is sure that Brandon is the murderer. Okay. So in less than two weeks from the actual date that they were murdered, Brandon Woldruff was arrested for capital murder. Okay, we decided we are going to make this a two-parter, you guys, because it was getting real long and I don't want to wear you guys out in one episode. So stay tuned to next week's episode and we will finish up this Brandon Woodruff case. Until then, make sure to listen to us on Patreon on Thursdays. It's patreon.com forward slash housewives of true crime. Follow us on Instagram. And we also have a private Facebook page called Housewives of True Crime Group, where we do a lot of interaction. And so do all of the other friends on that group. Also, if you don't mind giving us a shout out on your social media and tagging us, that is awesome. Or giving us a review on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you guys listen to us. That makes our day, I promise you. And until Thursday, if you are a Patreon, and next Monday where we will wrap this case up. Clink, clink.